listening to a recording I've done for my church, Praying Through Philippians. Uh, we're looking at Philippians 2, 5 through 11, a key text not only related to the doctrine of the of the person and work of Christ and the divinity of Jesus Christ, but also uh, a text that offers up much in the way of giving us uh, so much to work from in regards to how to praise and worship God. And so there's so much to praise and worship God uh, from as we uh, pray with an open Bible. So I've got my Bible open in front of me. I hope you have yours as we work through praying through Philippians together. Let's look at the text. And here we are at Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Verse 5 says this, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So um, some translations will say, have this attitude or have this mindset among yours. I think uh, in NASB, I think has it as have this attitude uh, be yours, uh, which is yours, which was also in Christ Jesus is how some translations say it. I think King James or New King James and NASB uh, offer that. ESV, which I usually read out of, says, uh, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So um, I think both statements are true. There's a little bit of a distinction in meaning, perhaps, if you were to uh, uh, really analyze that in regards to um, this attitude or this mindset is yours in Christ Jesus. Very true statement. That's how ESV states it. Um, I think which was which is was also in Christ Jesus. It's more descriptive, which is actually what Paul turns to right now. So I actually opt for King James and NASB on getting it more accurate on the translation here because it's now in the in the verses that follow in six through eight, it's more of a description of this mindset or this this attitude of of humility, unity, and selflessness that's lived out in Christ's uh, life here on earth, and uh, and so we see here it says in verse six who though he was in the form of God, and that's a key word to look at as it relates to, he did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped. And so if you're um, listening to this on the podcast, so you know I do it as a, uh, on a Facebook uh, video as well. If you're on uh, my Facebook page, Matthew C. Bryant, you can see these words now as I'm drawing on the screen, underlining and highlighting this. And, and there's a key distinction that we need to see here is, uh, as it relates to Jesus being fully God and fully man, and that's what Paul really is 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 articulating here. He says, "Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped." Verse seven. But he emptied himself. Now, there's only one way to read this in a way that makes sense, but there is a multiple ways that you could probably read that phrase of "did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped." You could say that's maybe Jesus saying he didn't think equality with God was something attainable. He didn't think it was attainable. It was something he could not grasp. Or the only way that really makes sense in light of verse 7 saying, but he emptied himself, is to read it in such a way that he's already equal with God. And so he did not count equality with God as a thing to hold on to. And so there's a footnote in the ESV that actually says um, he did not count it as a thing to be held on to for advantage. And I think that really strikes to the heart of the true meaning here, and it's the only way that reads it and made that makes sense. And so John Piper in his Look at the Book series, which I highly recommend, makes that observation. You don't necessarily need to know the Greek or the Hebrew here to understand and to know that this idea of, of, the, of Jesus emptying himself of divinity or emptying himself of particular divine rights because he did not become God. He didn't stop being God in humbling himself. He was still fully God form of God, equal with God, yet he emptied himself of certain privileges. 
namely, permitting himself to take on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in the form in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He humbled himself in that way. It's the only way to read this in a way that makes sense is to understand that phrasing of he didn't count equality with God as a thing to be grasped is to understand that the, the latter uh, option that I propose is that he already has equality with God and yet he didn't hold on to it as a, as a means of advantage for himself, but he emptied himself and humbled himself by taking on a human form, form of a servant, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And then verse 9 really gives a way forward of just worship. And uh, many commentators will say that they believe this is just simply uh, uh, actually a uh, beginning of a, sometimes a hymn or even a song of, of worship and praise. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So much to lift up praise. And do and, and you notice how Paul's prayer here, this prayer of worship, is about exalting the name of Jesus. Therefore, because of this, God has highly exalted him. And so let's worship and pray to the one who is above every other name, Jesus. So, Father, we come to you only in the name of Jesus, only because of him and his sacrifice for us on the cross, that because he came obedient to the point of death, and even death on the cross, that we can even come before you. And so we see this wonderful and glorious example of an attitude of humility and unity and selflessness. And yet, God, we know that this one who is called Jesus is so much more than just a good example. Although he is the most glorious and greatest example of all, Lord. He is God, fully God, fully man, the Savior of anyone who would call out to him, confess their sin, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be about that business of sharing that glorious gospel, that glorious good news, Lord, that, that one there's one who came and did what we could not do. He became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross, even though we deserve that death. You took our place. And so, God, we worship you and thank you and ask for a greater desire in that, Lord, to be about that work, to share that good news with others. I ask God for uh, us to be able to be a part of bringing those in, Lord, who, who will at some point, Lord, whether in judgment or whether that be in this life now in spirit-born repentance, cry out to you, bow their knee. Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to, to call others to, to that obedience, Lord, that you lived out, and uh, that you would help us to, to, uh, to be a part of that, God, and that you would give us uh, faithfulness in that, Lord, because you are so faithful. And so, Lord, uh, we do know every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Lord, and we worship you. Pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who's Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Hey, 
Thanks so much for listening in. Hey, if you've enjoyed the podcast and it's been helpful for you, would you take a minute and uh, leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to? Uh, it'd be super helpful. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe as well. Uh, you can also go over to my website, matthewcbryant.com, to get more information about my recent book, How to Pray, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. You can also reach out to me through that. You can uh, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, thanks so much for listening. and I can't wait to have you back next time. 